0: If you have a Bible, will you go to Acts chapter 20? Acts chapter 20, again, we'll talk to you today about the faith to finish. Um, you know, <laughs> coming in to a new year, man, we, we set all types of, of goals, and, uh, and we have all of these ideas um, for what 2019 is gonna look like, and I'm excited. I, I know, uh, really, technically, um a whole lot doesn 't change from you know eleven fifty nine to twelve a m uh on december thirty first into january first uh, it 's not like we wake up and all of a sudden our bank account is full and we wake up and you know we 're fulfilled in life our kids have changed our marriages changed- everything is different it 's not that that happens. I just think there's something um so uh but there is something so spiritually real about a new day and a new start. And the thing about God is he doesn't have to wait until a new year begins because the Bible tells me that he makes his mercies brand new every single morning. And so you could start your new year today. But what I want to talk to you about today is not how you start, but how you finish. I play a lot of golf and in golf, there's this thing people say, it's not how you drive It's how you arrive. I've watched these young guys get out here and play with guys like me now. And they can bomb it all over the place. But they get up and around the greens and they can't do anything. And they end up losing to guys twice their age because they have no control around the green. They can't finish. And I think God is interested in how we finish. Um, Matter of fact, the Bible tells us he that endures to the end will be saved. And I'll I'll give you a few verses today that I want to. I wanna help you with, and I wanna talk to you about how to finish. So I'm not gonna, just gonna yell at you and say, hey, finish. Let's talk about how to finish well. Uh, this year, we have one more day left, day and a half, how to finish out this year strong and how to finish in 2019. Let's read what the Bible says in Acts 20, verse 22, and I'm gonna read through 24, and it says this. It says, and now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 4 Verses six through seven, this is kind of the culmination of that desire. He says, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. How many of you want to finish well? I want to finish well. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word today. We ask that over these next few moments, you would speak super clearly to us, that we would hear all that you have to say. Let it go deep into our hearts, and let the seed of your word be planted so deep into our hearts that it begins to bear fruit in our lives. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you, God. We give you praise for everything you have done throughout this year. If we're in this room today, we have reason to praise you and to bless your name. We, we are here. We, we not, might not be everything we want to be, but we are here. We, we have endured. We have persevered. We have made it through. And we are here in your presence, in your house. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for it. And everybody said amen. 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 I love the apostle here. He, his, his aim, his goal is, is to finish. And then as he gets to the end of life, he's able to say, I have finished. I I have done what God has asked me to do. I did complete the task. I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I want to give you just a little bit of perspective in uh, what faith to finish looks like. Um, There's a story in Matthew chapter 14 that I, I have referenced a few times this year, matter of fact I, I preached a message from it this year and I, I talked about how sometimes uh, it 's the story of Peter as he gets out of the boat and and he begins to sink and I talked about how sometimes we try to do what Jesus does without doing what Jesus did and the Bible teaches us that when they went out on the boat to cross the lake, Jesus went up to a mountain to pray now Jesus is walking on the water he has come from the mountain of prayer and he's walking on the water and Peter gets out of the boat, and he begins to sink, and one of the reasons Peter begins to sink is because he's trying to do what Jesus does without doing what Jesus did, and uh, I, I encouraged us to go to the mountain and pray, and I, I've I've been kind of stuck in this story this year, and I, I want to give you an example of what finishing faith looks like from this story. In that story, Matthew chapter 14, the Bible teaches us that uh, Peter gets out of the boat, he begins to walk on water, but Almost as soon as he begins to walk on water, the wind comes up and the Bible says that he, he sees the wind and he begins to sink. And as he begins to sink, he cries out for help and he says, Jesus, save me. And I love this because faith to finish is not saving faith. I'm not talking to you about uh, you have to finish everything you start to be saved. I'm talking to you about the fact that there is a finishing type of faith, but finishing faith is not saving faith. I love this about Jesus, that even though Peter wasn't able to sustain and maintain his walking on the water, Jesus saved him anyway. I don't know if anybody's grateful for this, but even though you've you've fallen (laughs) faithless a few times this year, that Jesus was able to save you and bring you to this place anyway. Aren't you thankful to the places that grace brings you, that you cannot bring yourself to? I'm thankful for that. So, so, it, but, but I did notice that when he does get back into the boat, Jesus does talk to him about his faith. He does, he does challenge him in his faith. He does look at him and say, "Why did you doubt? Why is your faith so little?" And and I thought about this, and I thought. There's a difference. Jesus is teaching us the difference between what saving faith is and what maintaining faith is. The faith to maintain is different. In other words, Jesus is teaching us that there is a faith that causes you to get out of the boat. There there is a faith that causes you to call on my name. But there is also, Peter, there is a faith to maintain the walk on the water. In other words, if, if, if if I only have the faith to apprehend and possess then I'm gonna take a lot of short walks. Does that make sense? So a lot of us have the faith to start something, but Jesus is trying to teach Peter there's a faith to finishing what you start. And, and in 2019, I wanna finish some things. Has anybody got some stuff just kinda hanging out there that you're like, man, if I could just finish that. See, a lot of the stress in our life is not over what we have to do, it's what we've left undone. <laughs> there, there, there might even be a, a lady in church today and you've got something back home that's like maybe stirring in a pot and you're wondering, is that gonna burn? Is that gonna overdo? Is that gonna be finished when I get home? And your whole mind is wrapped up in after church and you can't enjoy church because you're worried about what is undone back at home. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of us, we cannot be present in the moment because we're thinking about all of the stuff we have to do later, it's, it's, it's not always that it's, man, I've got all of these things to do. It's truly, man, I've left some things undone, and it's wearing me out. Anybody got any projects like around the house that you started, you didn't finish? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Monica's got them all listed out on a piece of paper right there, right now. and. <laughs> he gets back in the boat, he says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? I want to give you some, some, some keys to, to finishing faith. Peter, can I, I want to, I want to express this first. Peter wasn't walking on water. I believe Peter was walking on a word. Okay. I, I, I know that the Bible says he was walking on water, but truly Peter's, uh, Peter's ability to walk on water was based on a word that Jesus had given him, okay? He, and when he, when he started to believe the wind over the word, he began to sink. So I want to talk to you, and this is, this is going to seem like a transition, but it's not, about the most important idea when it comes to finishing, is the idea of calling, It's the idea of calling. In 2019, can I encourage you? <sighs> don't follow a word God didn't give you. That's really, really good. What? Just, just a couple things about this story that, that I just saw recently. Okay, so... A lot of the messages that I have preached about this story in Matthew 14 have been about the people that stayed in the boat. And I've preached about how how Peter had this great faith to get out of the boat, and look at them, they stayed in the boat, so don't stay in the boat. But but honestly, can I tell you that what the Lord's been revealing to me is very, it's, it's bigger than that. And the reason when Jesus gets back in the boat, he didn't rebuke them for staying in the boat, is because he never gave them the word to come out of the boat. See, he never, Jesus doesn't get back in the boat and go, you guys should be like Peter. You should have gotten out of the boat. You should have had the faith to trust me and come walk on the water. No, when he gets in the boat, who does he talk to? He talks to Peter about his faith. Why? Because he gave Peter a word. You cannot follow a word God did not give you. You cannot in 2019 worry about the opinions of other people. You cannot in 2019 worry about what everybody else is going to say. You cannot in 2019 follow where everybody else is going. You cannot live your life based on a word God did not give you. And sometimes the reason we don't finish is because God never told us to start it. I know it's 943 and that's that's a heavy bomb to drop at 943 in the morning. But a lot of stuff you have started, God never said start. <laughs> and you don't have the faith to finish it because he didn't call you to it. And when you are not called to it, you will quit when it gets difficult. Paul said Paul said this. He said, my life is not as great as his calling. So you could in your notes, you could put, his calling is greater than, sign, my life. When you realize you are called to something, you don't care what it costs you. When you realize you are called to something, you don't care what people say about you. When you realize that you are called to something, you are willing to go through anything to do what God has called you to do. But if you go based on a feeling, when the feelings don't match up, to what you thought you were supposed to do, you'll quit. But when you know you're called, there is nothing the enemy can do, there is nothing anybody else around you can do, there's nothing a storm could do, there's nothing the devil could do, there's nothing a hateful aunt or uncle could do, there's nothing, oh come on somebody, when you know you are called, you do it. You finish it. He said, I wanna finish because I know it's my calling. See, that's one of the things you have to know about the church you go to. I can't go to a church in 2019 just because I really like the worship. I can't go to a church in 2019 because the people are really nice. I can't go to church in 2019 because I really like the preacher. I have to go to the church God has called me to. And and, and because the church God has called you to, it's not always going to be easy. There are going to be moments when you are in the church God has called you to, and it's going to look like you should run, but you stay because you know you're called. <laughs> That's why marriage is, is, is not just two people saying, man, I, I want to I spend my life to you, with you and go to movies with you and go on vacation with you. No, I'm called to you. Where you go, I go. Where you live, I live. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how you feel. Some days, some days I wish, (laughs) some days my mom said it like this. Some days I could eat you up, Richard, and some days I wish I had. (laughs) But I'm called to you. (laughs) Called to you. I'm called to this. This is my Calling. I cannot follow a word that God hasn't given me. It's hard enough to follow the one He gives, <laughs> much less the one everybody else is imposing on me. Too <laughs> you know many times I've been told, You need to build a new building. And I'm like, That sounds great, but I haven't gotten a word from God to build a new building. And until God says, You are called to build a new building, I'm not building a new building just because a lot of people are showing up. See, what we do in our life is, is, is we let the people in the boat tell us, you should go. Instead of waiting for the one on the water to say, hey, you should come. A lot of decisions you've made to get out, you thought they were faith decisions, but no, it was just a bunch of people who were, who were afraid to ask the question and you're out, you're out there on the water, and you're like, where is everybody else? Where are all these people that said they were going to be with me? Where are all these people that said they were going to have my back? Where, where is the provision for this? God is like, I never called you to walk on that. I told Peter to. I didn't tell you to. See, that's why you can go get a boat today. And you could go out to the lake, the one that's got water in it right now. And you could go out to the lake, and you can jump out of that boat and be like, I have the faith to walk on water. But if God didn't give you a word, you better have put a life jacket on. (laughs) See, because in your life, you don't need just the courage to take a risk. You need the wisdom to ask the right questions. Everybody's like, take a risk for God. Well, that's, that's great, and I understand that. Take a risk. Step out in faith. But the only reason Peter stepped out is because he had a word. I don't just randomly, blindly, just like, hey. <laughs> well, Abraham left. No, that's it, because God gave him word. I want you to go. We don't just randomly say, you know, I'm gonna do this, and I'm just gonna believe that when I do this, God's gonna, he might save you, but you're gonna sink <laughs> Wow this is super super real because because in 2019 what I want you to do I, I, I want you to begin to ask God for the wisdom to ask the right question watch they think it's a ghost and and Peter says well, They ask the question, Lord, is that you? See, that's one of the first things you need to ask when it comes to your your plans in 2019. Don't don't put a big list together. This is what I'm going to do in 2019. I'm going to start this and start that and start this and start that. No, 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 no. You need to start. That's why we're starting out in fasting and prayer. Because we need to ask God this question. God. Is that you? And if that's you, will you tell me to come? Because what if, what if we said, hey, God, is that you? And God says, I want you to stay. Sometimes, sometimes God says, not yet. What if what you want to start, you start in January, but God said, not yet. It needs to be marched because I have a time and a place. You're like, is it important when I start? <laughs> yes. Everything God does operates in a timing. There's a timing to it. There's a place for it. Everything, there's, there's a season for everything the Bible says under the sun. So the Bible in the Old Testament says, "Ask for rain." Okay, cool. But it says, whoa, 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 whoa. "Ask for rain in the time of rain." <laughs> whoa, 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 wait! I, I'm not supposed to ask for rain when it's not supposed to rain. No, that's not what it's saying. What it's saying is, if I try to do something in my life when it's not raining. And I get frustrated because there's no fruit. I can't get mad at God because God said there's a season for it. Wow. In Exodus chapter 14, Moses and God's people, are, they're trapped. They're trapped between the sea and Pharaoh. Pharaoh has decided that he wants to come He's, he's decided that I, I made a mistake in letting God's people go, I need to go get them. He decides I'm gonna go get them. The Bible says that Moses turns and he, he's like, he tells everybody to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And a lot of times we quote that, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. But watch what happens next. God turns, or Moses turns to God and he says, God, what am I supposed to do? He said, why, why are you asking me? I already gave you a word. He said, I take, Take the people across the water. Speak to the water, it's gonna part. So so the water parts, Moses and God's people walk across on a word from God. Pharaoh, standing up on the hill, looks and says, that looks easy enough. If they could do it, I can do it. They try to do what the people of God did, but they didn't have a word from God, and what did it do? It swallowed them up. When you try to do what you see other people do, and it's not a word from God, it will swallow you up. I tell people all the time, listen, hey, there there are in this room today better preachers than me. There are better leaders than me in this room. But the reason you can't do what I do is because you've not been called to do what I do. And the reason I would be a terrible you is because I am not called to do what you are called to do. The reason you succeed at what you do and the reason I succeed at what I do is not because of my talent. It's not because of my gifting. There are a lot more talented people. There are a lot more gifted people. It's because I am called to this. And when you are called to it, he gives you the grace grace to walk through. What swallows everybody else up? (laughs) I can do what you do. I'm a better preacher than you. Okay, try. Let's go. Do it. I am not willing to risk my life trying to do what you do. (laughs) there's a grace for it. So let's talk about, let's talk about how to finish. The key to finishing is a word. Let's talk about how to follow through on that word. Okay, watch this. My ability to finish starts with knowing what I need to stop. See, what, what, What no does is it clarifies yes. And in 2019, you need to learn the power of this really small word, no. (laughs) I encourage you, actually, if you're going to write a a, a list for 2019, do not start with a to-do list. Start with a not going to do it list in 2019. I am not gonna be led by my feelings. How about we start there? I am not gonna be led by fear. How about I start right there? These are the things I am not going to do. I am not going to let them mistreat me anymore in 2019. I'm not, go- I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Starts with a not going to do list. Because watch this, I need to know what I, what I shouldn't do because if I, if I do what I shouldn't be doing, then I get overwhelmed. And, and watch this, this is a very simple story in the Bible but it's very offensive to people. If, if, if this were to happen in church today, people would be offended and quit church. But this happened in the early church. Watch this, in Acts chapter two. The, the apostles were, or I'm sorry, Acts chapter six, verse two. The apostles were being overwhelmed because there were people coming to them and they were saying, hey, listen, the poor are being neglected and the widows are not being fed. How many of you would say that to feed the widows and to take care of the poor, that's a good thing? It's not a bad thing. But they approach it like this and they say, listen, it would be wrong for us to neglect his word and the ministry of his word to wait on tables. Do you know how offended people would get in church today if I said something like that? It'd be wrong for me. <laughs> you, you, you would quit. How dare you not come to my, how dare you not show up there and the, the apostle look at you and say, it would be wrong for me to neglect the ministry of the word to wait tables. You'd be offended. But watch this, you have to to care more about your calling than people's feelings. Because your calling is going to offend people. People will say stuff like this, who do you think you are? You forgot where you came from. It wasn't that they were too good to wait tables. I'm above it. No, because if you're above serving, then you're below leading. (laughs) It's not what it was about. This is about calling. They said it would be wrong for us, it would be a mismanagement of our calling for us to stop ministering the word so that we could wait tables. So, so, So go find somebody. Watch this. It doesn't make it less spiritual to wait tables. It's not less of a spiritual discipline. They say, go find somebody full of faith. But it's their calling. They even put a title on it. It's a deacon. It's a calling. It's such a calling, there's a title for it. There's a designation for it. And and if you read the Bible, nobody would read the Bible and say, Stephen was less spiritual than the apostles. Stephen who, who, who overwhelmed the scribes and Pharisees with the word to the point that they were so angry at them they started to stone him and as they stoned him he saw something that some of the apostles never saw. He said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Can I tell you something today? Calling has everything with your ability to see clearly. The reason you don't see clearly, and the reason you're going into 2019 with so much confusion is because you don't know calling. You're being led by emotions, you're being led by feelings, you're worried about what other people think. You cannot worry about what other people think. You'll never see clearly when you worry about what other people think. I'm sure people that day said, How who do you think you are? He said, I'm I'm a minister of the word, it's my calling. Stephen isn't less of a man than me because he waits tables. It's his calling. My goodness, church! See, every good thing is not a God thing. Let me give you this, and I got a couple minutes left. In 2019, don't reach to grow let your growth define your reach so 2019 know what i i need to know what i need to stop and in 2019 i'm not reaching to grow i'm letting my growth define my reach in other words god is much more interested in who you are becoming than what you are doing you'll never discover what I'm called to do until I discover who I am called to be. I need to know who I am. See, in 2019, self-care is not selfish. The best thing I can give my family is a healthy me. The best thing I can give you as a church is a healthy version of Robbie. You do not want to see unhealthy Robbie. He came out about three weeks ago. You remember sick Robbie showed up to church and it wasn't good. (laughs) The last thing you want to see in 2019 is unhealthy me. 2019, self-care is not selfish. We lost too many people in 2018 because they didn't take care of themselves. How many suicides did we hear about in 2018? How many people that we thought were great and we thought were successful and we thought were wealthy and we thought had it all took their life? Because they couldn't take care of themselves. They spent all their time on stages, all their time entertaining other people and never took the time to take care of themselves. If you don't take care of you, 2019 will be no different than 2018. You have to take care of you. 2019 is the year you get counseling. 2019 is the year you tell people the thoughts that are waging war in your mind. 2019 is the year you discover who God has called you to be. Will you stand with me today? Luke 15 and 4 says this. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me. I have to know what I need to stop. I have to let my growth define my reach. See, a lot of people. Uh, I want. There's. There's a story. Uh, I think it's in Luke 14. Let me look real quick. If I'm wrong on this, I'm so sorry. It just came to my. It just came to my mind. I'm gonna look it up. You know why? Cause I have Google. Luke 14, come on, somebody. I actually went to Bible school, praise the Lord. (laughs) Luke 14, Jesus talks about, he's he's talking about people who wanna follow him. He says, listen, if anybody wants to follow me, listen, um, you you gotta count the cost. Nobody, nobody, Nobody decides to build a house without counting the cost unless people come along and they look at it and say, man, this guy started, but he wasn't able to finish. He didn't count the cost. He he overextended himself, and because he overextended himself, he thought he could reach and grab it, but he couldn't reach and grab it. 2019, listen, the reason you can't walk on a word God didn't give you is because you can't reach that far. You can't solve everybody's problems. You can't save the entire world. And sometimes because we have so much information, we get overwhelmed with the information because the problem seems so big, we don't do anything. God said I never called you to save the world. I just called you to preach the gospel to the neighbor across the street. Like that's all I'm asking. Like I didn't call I didn't call you I didn't call you to be the next Billy Graham. Even Billy Graham couldn't save the world. Save millions, but that's not the world. And you're, you're trying to, you're, you, you're so overwhelmed. See, that's what, that's what media does to us. It, it makes us aware of all of these problems. And they get, it gets so big and so insurmountable that we look at it and we're like, I can't do anything about that. So we hide and don't do anything. It's like, God's like, I never asked you to solve all of those problems. Years ago, you wouldn't, even been, you wouldn't have even been aware of most of the things you're aware of today. I don't have the capacity to reach for that. But I do have the capacity to reach for what's close. So I don't, I don't reach to grow, I grow to reach. And as I grow, my reach gets further. It's like a human being. A child is like, oh, they want that. And then they climb crazy stuff to get it. Have you ever walked into your house and saw your kid up on something? You're like, how in the world did they get up there? They get creative. They start opening drawers and they start stacking stuff and climbing on stuff. And you look at the path they took to get there and they're like, you could have died. (laughs) And if they fall, what do they do? They hurt themselves horribly. Why? Because they're overreaching. You're full grown. You can go in and open that cabinet and reach up and grab what they have to stack, chairs and plates and Climb drawers to get, and the problem with most of us is is we're doing that in our life. God said, the thing I've designed for you to get is like opening a cabinet and reaching in and grabbing it. I didn't call Christians to be a part of the grind. Ground and pound, you know, like pound, like team no sleep, like I'm not gonna sleep, I'm gonna get it done, like I didn't call you to do that. I called you to live under a banner that says, it is finished. And in 2019, I want you to focus on abiding, not producing. I want you to focus on being with me. And if you'll be with me, you'll produce. Everything you need for your life will come out of abiding in me. And what you need, it will be as close as your kitchen pantry. It'll be as close as open the refrigerator and there's the milk. I don't have to... (laughs) I don't have to get out a stool to reach the milk. Now, I understand some of y'all do still. That's, uh, take that up with God. That's not my fault. That's just how they design fridge refrigerators. <laughs> but it, 2019 is, is not the year of, of stretching to grab. It's the year of standing in who I am and taking what I need it's within my reach. Amen. Amen. I think that's good news for us. Everything you start, you have to sustain. Everything you begin, you have to sustain, or it just becomes one of those frustrating undone things in your life. It's okay to stop. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to sit. It's okay to rest. It's okay to think before you speak. It's okay to sit down and count the cost before you act. I don't care how loud the voices are in the boat. If the one who's on the water isn't saying, come to me, I'm staying right here in this boat. Peter, you can jump out if you want to, but I'm waiting on my word, 2019. I'm waiting on a word. Some people are like, I wish I could get a piece about it. No, you don't need a piece about it, you need a word about it. The word will give you peace. Some people are like, I just wish I had a peace about this decision. No, you need a word, not a piece, because sometimes you get in a situation and a storm comes up and if you're thinking that a piece about it is gonna give you the good feelings you need to continue, you'll start looking at the wind and you won't remember the word. Amen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you want to give us a word. Maybe for some of us, you've already given us that word, and it's just a matter of us obeying what you've already said, doing what you've already said to do. Today, Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you that for 2019, our mindset would be we're going to finish what we start, because what we start is going to be what we're called to do. We thank you for this word. In Jesus' name we pray.